0: Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as profitable as Leipzig's trip to Schalke, fantasy advice as sweet as a Philip Kostic three-piece, and two pundits hoping to lift a corner flag aloft at the end of this weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurig, and this is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Matchday 21, and joining me, as always, the fantasy fußball God himself, Flo Reinecker flow from the snow falling on Friday night in Berlin to Bremen's game against Bielefeld on Sunday being called off due to heavy snowfall. It was a bit of a weird weekend.
1: Yeah, it was. And I personally missed the news how the points would be calculated uh, for the match that wasn't. So I left one um, on my bench. But yeah, just in the end, it was a difference of one point. So uh, I, I'm not beating up myself too too bad about that.
0: No, I wouldn't. But your trend of leaving points on the bench in 2021 continues, though, my friend. Yeah,
1: that's the fourth time this <laughs> year. But well, yeah, it's it, it's been a busy year, all in all, and uh, so uh, I think that fits right in. Uh, I just I did catch the news later.
0: Well, it was one of the weird things, right? I think our, our assumption. Everyone's assumption based on, on past experience was that it would be the average points of all midfielders and all defenders and all strikers over the course of that weekend that would determine the point outlay for those players. And then all of a sudden it got tweaked up and the, the wording got changed a little bit and it had everyone confused for a moment. But I think, yeah, I, I would hope that most people caught wind of it in time because with someone like Ritsu Doan, it was actually useful because his average points, you know, uh, as an individual was, I think four points higher than it would have been if they'd taken the a whole average of all midfielders. So, yeah. It it was, it was a nice swing. It, it it did help me improve my position by the end of the weekend by 29 positions. So I wasn't mad at it, I'll be honest, Float. But uh, a bit of a strange situation. Because, of course, that was the game I was meant to commentate as well. So I got to put my feet up on Sunday unexpectedly.
1: Yeah, uh, that was the case with me. Uh, like, I had plans for the, for the match. Then It got cancelled and then, like, football was off of my mind on Sunday. Didn't even watch the uh, Hoffenheim-Frankfurt game. And so I I I didn't check back in and to see what's happening. And like my low scoring player was sitting at seven points, so I didn't have any headaches there. It was all right. Well,
0: there. Yeah, it's one of those, right? I mean,
1: yeah. you, know,
0: you talked earlier in this season about the fact that I have need to have notifications on for you. Maybe you need to have notifications on with Alex Trafford because he was the one tweeting about it all afternoon. I think, uh, just clearing, clearing up the miscommunication and the miswording on the initial, I think the initial communication, but hey, it all got cleared up in the end. It doesn't make that much difference. Somewhere down the line, Bielefeld and, and are going to have a game to make up, but we won't profit from that as fantasy players
1: on, on the 10th on. March.
0: Oh, was the 10th of March if they confirmed yeah. Okay, so yeah. a, a month from now. But yeah, we won't profit it f- from it as fantasy players as we know it'll be a separate game that doesn't count towards any point tallies on that given match day or wherever they squeeze it in. So let's move on to some listener questions because let's look ahead to this coming match day. Some people might have some work to do or maybe they're just looking to keep the cushion that they have in their mini leagues or whatnot. And let's uh, go to some listener questions first from at Hoof, First up, he says after last weekend's postponement flowed Does the weather forecast over here in Germany suggest there are any matches this weekend that could be in jeopardy, please? I think I think we've got the all clear pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's what I heard. There's uh, expected to be a lot of snow at Wolfsburg, but they already said that like they're prepared and firing up the the heating for the soil. And uh, unless it's not a blizzard, shouldn't be an issue. At Wolfsburg. So I think we're going to see nine games. I think the only game that's in doubt maybe is a Bayern game. Well, uh, that's perfect because we, our, our next yeah. listener
0: question is from at FPL Moth. And he said, should we completely swerve this Bayern game this week? Because they play last. And he said, the travel issues scare me. Uh,
1: the, the travel, I don't think the travel is the issue. We got Thomas Müller got tested positive for Corona uh, today. Every Bayern player tested negative afterwards and now they're playing the the club competition final, club World Cup final. But who knows? We've seen that time and time again, all players testing negative and then all of a sudden we got like six new cases on Saturday or something like that. I don't think it's out of the question. The, The usual approach would be that Bayern has to play as long as they can field 13 players. But well, really, do, do you think that's going to happen with Bayern? That they have to play with certain players, with with likes of players you never even heard before? I uh, can't imagine that happening. It's, it's,
0: it's hard Sorry. to imagine. It's hard to imagine them accepting that situation when they, I mean, l- last week they got a kickoff time moved.
1: <laughs> Bayern says, "We oh, we want to play earlier. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, they, they can basically do what, ever they want. It's just like the the sad truth regarding everything because they are so powerful in, in German football. So I can't imagine that if we got a huge list of Bayern players testing positive for Corona, that th- the match will be played. But I think it's more likely that it's going to be played because far often we've seen that they are not many players infected if one is it's not like the mass spread event that maybe could happen so uh yeah that's my assessment but that can definitely change and maybe we we get an update tomorrow i i'm pretty sure that they will be tested uh every day now from now until monday
0: yeah you would think so right with all the precautions in place and whatnot and i've actually just reread fpl moth's question he said the travel issues that they had going out scare him a little bit so i mean there could be travel issues coming back they may be related to the fact that there are a few coronavirus cases in the squad i think that's one that we're just going to have to we're going to have to roll with the punches once again this weekend i think it's uh, something that we're kind of getting used to in this game but there is a question later on that may allude to a few other avenues you could go down if you want to when it came to that buy-in game but i think Yes, there's a few fears out there uh, in everyone's mind. So let's move on to the next listener question. It's from Time to Nort Bremser. He says, my current midfield flow is Grifo, Doan, Wurtz. Kimmich and Romano Schmidt. Schmidt. He says he's James. thinking of selling the. F- Schmidt. Is it Schmidt?
1: Yeah, of course it is. Well, I, I, you just, know what? You never it's know. It's with- D. It's a D at the end. So that means that the vocal is long before. Okay. So that's, that's, that's pr- a little bit of German 101 for I you. I appreciate that, Flo. Okay. That's Schmidt and not Schmidt. Well,
0: I'm, I'm also a stickler for pronunciation. So I, I'm glad that I haven't. Uh, that maybe it's a good thing that, actually, in fairness, if the Werder Bremen game had happened, I'd have listened to his little soundtrack track yeah before before the game to see how he did it so i would have known that but I th- thank you for telling me so, so if,
1: if there would be a, a t behind the d then it would be schmidt okay that's when you put it okay that all right I, uh,
0: lovely okay then <laughs> yeah. on that note he says he's thinking of selling the first two for Kostic and Eunice. so the first two are grifo and doan just to remind you so he's thinking of selling grifo and doan for Kostic and Eunice. is that a good move
1: yes I, I think it's a good move uh although i'm not like we've we've seen cologne um if you uh, look what they they done away from home. Um, they played at Dortmund, Leipzig, and Gladbach, and they got away with seven points out of these uh, three games and conceded only twice uh, in these matches. So, like Frankfurt is looking unstoppable right now, but I wouldn't put it past Cologne to to be able to at least throw a little uh, or, or put up a, a, a fight at Frankfurt. So I'm not sure I would double up. Uh, on Frankfurt, but Kostic at the moment looks like nearly a must have. And he, he's a great, like the great guy. I don't have a must And, and that's definitely hurting me right now with Grifo. I mean, Bremen still got the best defense, uh, in, in this year and then not conceding a lot of shots. And Freiburg is not creating a lot of shots. So I, I would think it's a sensible thing. Although in the past Bremen um, were susceptible to um, conceding after set pieces, which is a, a great strength of of Griefer. We haven't seen that so far this season, but I'm I'm not sure that it's like not more random that it hasn't happened than it's now really becoming a strength uh, of Bremen because there there were chances for other teams to score after set pieces. It's Just like sometimes it's a bit of Luck um, that it's not happening. But yeah, I um, I embrace um, out of these five, I would probably get rid of Grief and I agree with ass- assessment and then go with Kostic, but maybe get another guy than Eunice because I'm like, I, I don't feel as confident uh, that Frankfurt will beat Cologne handily as probably most guys out there um so maybe if you got uh, you already got words uh, so he was the guy who, who who jumped uh straight to my mind so i, I don't have a alternative right now uh, on the top of my head but um, i'm pretty sure someone will come up during the recording so
0: I, th- yeah. I think that's very safe to say the the other thing i'd say with the two frankfurt lads is don't forget that they've got buy it up next
1: but you know what james well i'm going to s- I'm going to call it Frankfurt is beating Bayern you fancy it? next week. <laughs> yeah, fancy it. Okay, of course. I, I tell you what, I, I probably won't sell my Frankfurt assets for the Bayern game. I think they will be differential, and they they playing Bremen the week after that. So like they 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 going on to to having good fixtures. The way Bayern looks at the moment, they 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 definitely like it's. It's up there for the taking. It's just not like the clubs can't capitalize on it. And I, I think Frankfurt might be able to do that. And it's like it's the last game before Bayern starts in the knockout stage in the Champions League, which is also positive for Frankfurt. So I'm I like, I, I wouldn't shy away. Bottom, uh, from Frankfurt players because of that game
0: No, I'm just saying maybe don't double up if you don't have Eunice or Kostic in your squad I wouldn't bring both of them in this weekend I think one and I would go with Kostic if you've got the, the funds for him then I'd certainly go with that and I agree with you the only Frankfurt player I'd probably be looking to get out of my squad for the buying game right now is Andre Silva and that's purely because I just want more flexibility in my front line in terms of the star man and if you've got two strikers going So why not tell
1: what- Lewandowski then?
0: Well, that that might be something that we discuss later on in the show. Um, but the the instinct. Oh, we
1: next week we will discuss that next next week. Well, I'm what, not, what,
0: what, what about this like, week? I'm not getting what rid what of if he's the person that gets dropped no. on
1: Monday night uh, against Bielefeld? Don't think so. Yeah. Okay, go, right. go, I'll come they to that. got a week, they got a week <laughs> off. Okay, you know we've got this Müller record, which is a big big thing in in Germany. I don't think we can underestimate. What that would mean to Lewandowski to score 40 goals in a season? We like we've got talk about that record for ages now. Every time, like a, a striker gets up to a good start in the season, is always, oh, can he can he beat the, the Müller record? I mean, we had that back in the days when Anthony Yeboah was was playing for Frankfurt, and so uh, I think this is a, a huge opportunity to actually break the record. And that's like the reason why I think that that Lewandowski won't get rested against Bielefeld um, because it would be a good opportunity to score brace or even more uh, than that. And they have a whole week to rest after that match.
0: Okay, well there, there you go, John John Herwick out there who who sent in a question. I was going to save that one for later, Flo, but you've answered it already, so that's fine. We've done it in the listener questions. It's the, yeah. it's
1: I'm the, on the roll. James. It was the
0: perfect spot to do it in, and you were you were very much on a roll. Um, so okay, right then that answers that question. But let's move on to another one. It's from at Bavarian twenty six. He asks any recommendations for defensive line uh, aside from the obvious choice of Angelino right now, and he also asks who you'd prefer in midfield as a replacement for Stindl for. The next two or three weeks,
1: I, I think that uh, Sinson is a, um, a really decent choice. Um, Bremen is playing solid; uh, they, they're picking up clean sheets. Uh, he's involved in the attacking play. as set piece duties in his locker, and his price tag is decent, was nine point three million. Uh, he would probably one of my favorite defenders. I, I also am pretty sure from what Matarazzo said, the Stuttgart coach today on the presser, that Sosa is coming back into the lineup. He he basically told that, that he needed a break, but ha- is having a great season, which is bad news for Eric Tommy. He had a good game at, at Leverkusen, um, assisted two goals. But Materazzo said that like he's not seeing him as an attacking midfielder. He's seeing him on the left flank, which like hinders the, the chances of him actually breaking into the uh, first team. So uh, I think Sosa and Augustinson are the first that come to mind for me. I'm not sure if you have anyone else.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I would, I would, I would maybe throw out this, this weekend. It's something I was going to bring up later, but I'm happy to bring it up now. When it comes to defenders, someone like Vili Orban, if you've got the funds to double up with Leipzig, that may not be a bad way to go this weekend uh, against Augsburg. It's just something that I'm considering. Maybe in in maybe one position, defense midfield, to maybe double up a, on Leipzig when you know that the the starting lineup is going to be there on a Friday night. I mean, otherwise, no one really. I'll be honest, no one really is standing out this weekend. I think it's a problem that uh, we we've got the Union Berlin players. You, you'd back them, but then they lost to Mainz last weekend.
1: Yeah, you you could go with Trimmel. I think today, with the weakness of Schalke after set pieces, that's that's definitely. Uh, a way you can go and uh, I also like Fosu Menza of by Leverkusen the, the right back he's uh, I think close to nine million and is his price tag that's a decent price tag they're playing Mainz Mainz is looking better in the last few games but uh, I think for Leverkusen um, this five two against Stuttgart could be the start of a, a good run for them so uh, I, I like Leverkusen uh, going forward.
0: Oh, look at you re- recommending Leverkusen defenders. It's <laughs> Something's up. Something's up when that's going on.
1: Well, it's a new one.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm,
1: I'm done with all the old ones. They're not performing, but maybe for Zumenza will. He at least got like four points for shots on goal uh, against Stuttgart, which is definitely encouraging.
0: And when it comes to replacements for Stindl at Bavarian 26, I'd say there will definitely be more names that are mentioned that will be adequate replacements uh, for Lars this week and for the coming week. So on that note, let's close out with one more listener question. And a couple of those names that I'm talking about are going to be mentioned right now because at JF Wund says, he looks like I need to sell Gonzalez-Dowan and Nico Schlotterbeck. Well, two of those definitely because Gonzalez is out and Schlotterbeck suspended. And Ritzer Duan's probably not a bad player to drop when he's coming up against. Bayern, he's asking. He's got three trios here, Flo, and he's asking for the best one. He's looking at Bailey Klimovic and Augustinsson, Awani Unkunku and Grauls, Wamangatuka Verts and Friedrich. Who do you fancy, Adam? Or which which trio do you fancy of those three?
1: Um, if we're just talking these three trios, I I prefer the first one with Bailey Klimovic and Augustinson, Although I think Klimovic is at risk of not starting, but I think you can go down from Wamangituka to Kalajic pretty easily. I, I like I I like Kalaichik over Wamangituka straight up and he's cheaper. He's he's 5.7 million. So if you go down from Wamangituka to Kalaichik, uh you've got Kalaichik words and then you then you can upgrade Friedrich to another maybe even Augustine I'm not sure how, how much money you've got left, but that would be The way I would look at it, I think it's it's very seldom that we got a promising striker like who's not like just saving money for you. But Kalejcik, you can make arguments for him. You you could do it even if we were like 10 to 12 million uh, in price tag. That won't be my advice.
0: I'd say, I mean, with, with Klimovic, yeah, he's, he's kind of like a, a bit of a throwaway pick, right? He's the budget buster in the trio. I get that. And I'll be honest, if you're looking at the ones where you have a budget buster, you've got Klimovic in one, you've got Gross in another. I'd prefer Awani and Nkunku over Bailey and Augustinson, I think, personally.
1: And I, I, don't expect Gross to start. If no, that's the Gross, I'm pretty sure that he's not starting. Yeah. And, that, and so, that's uh, the
0: throwaway pick, right? Just to save money almost. Yeah.
1: But, but there, there are throwaway picks that will, probably play well yeah richards richards and tutor like a peterson from augsburg so i actually and he's playing on friday so uh if you like if you need a throwaway pick that would be well um uh, a guy would more like
0: richards who are both in at just over a million now after after good weekends i think i think they both went up in price so you know that there are ways out of that as well where you can have players that are going to play
1: and 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 ryerson from Union because Lenz is out and there's some talk that, that Gieselman isn't the replacement. He had the shot the last two games and wasn't convincing at all. And I personally expect Ryerson and he's sitting at 1.8 million. So um, I think he actually is uh, probably one of like he could be a budget buster that that gives you double digit points uh, at a home game against Schalke. I think that's possible.
0: I didn't even have that on my radar, so I'm, I'm very glad you mentioned it. No, that's a, a great call because he's impressed at right back as well on occasion, Ryerson. So, yeah, no, one to keep an eye on. Okay, well, on that note, we'll be looking at all the fixtures in part two of Talking Foosball Fantasy. So join us again in just a jiffy. Part 2 of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Time to take a look at this weekend's fixtures to find out who's at the top of shopping lists for match day 21. Let's start with that Friday night game, Leipzig against Augsburg. And I think a lot of people licking their lips at the prospect of this one, Flo, because Leipzig they boast the best defence in the Bundesliga with just 17 goals conceded. Meanwhile, Augsburg are winless in their last eight competitive games against Leipzig, losing seven of them, including two this season, one in the Bundesliga and one one in the day of April, Carl. So this one, I think, as I said, has people licking their lips at the prospect of it because Leipzig look very tasty and their assets look good. And on this occasion, Flo, we'll know exactly who's in the starting lineup before the weekend starts.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing. Otherwise, I would have had headaches with Leipzig because they're playing Liverpool, um, I think, on Tuesday. Uh, if, if, if I'm correct, and they're playing at Budapest, which means that uh, they they have to travel uh, to the match it's not like it's a home game and uh, i think they could be um, we could be in for some rotation on the leipzig squad especially since augsburg is so p- poor this year they they conceded already 107 shots in 2021 that's the third cert- most of the bundesliga wow um so i i think it's a mouth-watering match for Leipzig and especially if you're looking for a differential up front I think Zerlot or Paulsen uh, whoever starts uh, c- could be could be a big differential I, especially Zerlot uh, I think cuz I don't think that a lot of people will will go with him I think with Paulsen probably more cuz he's a known entity but I've got this feeling that with Zerlot it's like it's going to happen one of these Like all of us, like if he scores one, I'm, I'm, I I think it's highly likely that he scores a brace at least because, like, it's at the moment that's what's missing with his game, is the goals. He he, he's playing good. He's he's getting himself into positions to score, but it just doesn't capitalize on it. And um, I think Augsburg would be a, a good game to change that. But I'm aware that I said um the same thing last week about the match at at Chalka he, he should have scored there, but he didn't so uh yeah, but
0: didn't he didn't he score still score double digits in the fantasy game? I thought he did.
1: Yeah, cause he had a lot of shots.
0: Okay, that's it, right? So, okay, he's still got 11 points. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst return, but that's a, it's yet another of those performances, as you're saying, Flo, where he was right on the cusp of a, a great performance. And instead of really breaking through that threshold, he just kind of had to hover of, you know, above average. I, I completely get where you're coming from with him. And I do agree he could be a differential. Let me talk to you about the midfielders because we do know uh, Emil Forsberg won't come back. So it really is a case of Zorlott or Palsen up front in midfield. The Nkunku-Olmo debate, where are you at with it after what happened on the weekend? And would you back a double up on Friday night?
1: Yeah, I probably would, actually. But it's it's, it's the same again. I, I like Nkunku better straight up, but almost more likely to start. That's how it it's always been. So now, if you don't have either of these two and both are starting and you want to get one in, would be Nkunku for me. But I, I, I'm personally, I'm not sure that both of them s- will start.
0: I, I've uh, been wondering the same thing. And that's why it leads on to my next question, which is, you know, is there is there differential potential in this game as well outside of Zorlok? Because I mentioned really Orban earlier. I don't think a lot of people would even think to bring him in when they've already got Agnolino as involvement. But then you may have the likes of someone like Kevin Campbell, Amadou Haidara, or even, you know, higher priced Marcel Sabitzer that could be big differentials on Friday night if we fancy testing the water. I know there's a risk involved, but we've just talked about Augsburg conceding a lot of shots. We know Leipzig like to have a lot of shots. Olmo and kunke were the obvious choices, but there are plenty of players in this Leipzig team that can do damage on any given evening.
1: Yeah, I, I would good go with Haidara because he takes a lot of shots and he's actually quite cheap with 8.8 million. I think it's tough to double up. The defender I like the most, apart from Angelino, is actually Mukiele. If he's playing as a right back, then he's performing. We've seen that from him in the past. And this is a game where we know beforehand if he's playing and if he's playing as a right back. If that's the case, I think Mukiele would be my preferred target uh, if I would want to double up on Leipzig. And I think it it could be a good idea if you're just looking short term um, and you feel like you can get away with it, and leaving some transfers. Like you, you dig a small hole with that, because um, you probably don't want to have like five Leipzig players with all the rotation they they're doing uh, going forward, especially with a guy uh, like Mukiele who gets rotated out pretty pretty often. So you 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 should have a team where you feel that you can. Afford yourself uh, to to get away with it and uh, sell Mukiela next week.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not often on this show that we we'd recommend doubling up, but Leipzig against Augsburg on a Friday night is one of those exceptions. I think it's fair to say. But let's move on uh, to the Saturday afternoon games. Uh, Dortmund against Hoffenheim. Let's start there. Uh, Erling Holland has played more Bundesliga games than he scored Bundesliga goals for the first time this season. It's a remarkable statistic when you think about it, but. I actually want to talk to you, Flo, because there was a question from a listener that, that echoed maybe some of my thoughts, because I actually took the bold move last weekend of selling Erling Haaland and Jadon Sancho. I kept Guerrero for some reason. Don't ask me why, but I thought he was going to potentially return in that game against Freiburg. But MS uh, Karlila on Twitter asks, is it worth bringing Dortmund players back? This week, given their form, or should I wait until next week when they have easier teams? He puts that in in quotation marks uh, against Schalke and Bielefeld.
1: Yeah, I, I personally am still like I'm I'm waiting one more game with Dortmund at least because their matchups are so enticing right now. They're playing Hoffenheim at home, Schalke away, and then Bielefeld at home. That's that's a great run. Uh, of games and and we know like if it makes click like with Leverkusen Leverkusen wasn't scoring goals and then they they hit in five at the back of the net uh, against Stuttgart and I can see similar things happen for Dortmund I'm not sure that like if I if I went out of my way to sell Sancho and Haaland, I'm not sure that I would jump back on because um, the the reasoning of selling these two guys is. Thinking that Dortmund isn't in in, in in great shape right now, they're not performing well, and uh, as long as they don't do, you're you're probably better off because these two guys they, they cost you north of 40 million combined. So um, that, that's definitely my approach because like you you made the right or a good call um, before the Freiburg game, and I would not uh, double down on that. Right now, but I would double down. What, what, what's the correct phrase? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, you would double down, right? Because, yeah, that's it. I, I, yes, maybe for the Schalke game or the Bielefeld game, bringing them back in then makes sense. But I don't think a home game against Hoffenheim, well, there will, let's be honest, there's, there's likely to be goals in it, so there's likely to be fantasy returns, as Flo says, it's the price tag. I there. mean,
1: Hoffenheim conceded four at Schalke. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're definitely capable of getting Dortmund back on track.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. But they're also capable of beating them.
1: But, 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 Freiburg also they like Freiburg conceded a lot of shots uh in twenty twenty one as well. So it wasn't a bad matchup for, for, for Dortmund as well. So uh I'm like I, I think it's a toss-up if, if Dortmund yeah. gets back on track or if they get slowed down by Hoffenheim as well, and we've seen them collapse totally. I think both is possible. And I would side with the decision that you made last week. So if you If if you if if your reasoning was to sell Dortmund players, that was just like I will I will keep it that way and invest in more informed teams right now, because like there's there's a lot of options to choose. So you can you got a Friday game with Leipzig. Uh, I I'd rather invest in that if you already sold your Dortmund assets, but if you did stick with Dortmund your Dortmund players I I don't think now is the time to get rid of them I I just think (laughs) yes exactly because maybe a lot of people are get frustrated by them and and selling them and and this is a time where they they can like players like Sancho uh, have the potential to even be a differential pick
0: yeah absolutely I mean that's it. I, I'm I'm happy with the decision I made. I think the reasoning was sound, and ultimately the result against Freiburg kind of backed it up. And yes, okay, Haaland, Haaland got nine points, and Sancho got seven. So it could have been it could have been worse for them. And I, you know, may not have done so badly with them in my side. But it did free up funds elsewhere that I think I used used wisely, and that's why I'm not looking to bring them back in this week. But on on that note, Flo, who would your player pick be from this game?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm still going with Jadon Sancho. I, I think if, if Dortmund is going to explode it has to come on the back of him being the, the uh, major factor apart from Erling Haaland I think um, that w- that he would do great and I'm like my feeling is um, Terzic played Emre Can as left back at Freiburg. I'm not sure we're going to see that again against Hoffenheim. I'm and that would lead me to Matteo Morey, who, who didn't play last week, which was a surprise to me because I thought he would be the logical guy to slot in there. He isn't in kicker's predicted lineup. They're going with Chan. But my feeling is that, that probably Moray would start I, I, like, why? Like, Chan is not a right back. So why put one of your better players in recent weeks in a, out of position? I don't think that's a smart move, and uh, I I don't expect him to play right back again. And then that would lead me to Moray, who's still a, a great value pick. But uh, I'm not I'm not sure I could pull the trigger and bring him in in because I feel unsafe of him yeah. playing. But if you like me, went to get him last week, maybe hold on another week, and that could finally pay off. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Um, okay, let's move on. Stuttgart against Hertha. Now, Stuttgart have won just one of nine home games in the league this season, drawing five and losing three. Hertha, meanwhile, though, are winless in six on the road. Uh, as we mentioned, Nicolas Gonzalez out for a, at least a couple of weeks. So he's someone that you definitely need to ship if you've got him in your squad. Um, Bonasosa, as Flo mentioned, should be coming back. Who's your player pick from this game then, Flo?
1: I'm, I'm going with Kalajic. 5.7 I think he's the obvious pick but with Gonzalez out I also I, I definitely think he's also a, a pretty pretty good pick. I I could imagine that uh, Gonzalez being out maybe makes room for Koulibaly but I haven't seen him in this in in any predicted lineup so far. Um but he's definitely a guy uh, to monitor just because he's a midfielder and has a Great price tag.
0: No, that's yeah certainly um, we've seen what he can do in this fantasy game but I also like the Kalejic pick uh, because yeah we've seen what he's capable of I mean the performance against uh, Leverkusen even in a defeat uh, I can't remember actually who it was that last week was it was it Adrian Zertel that got in touch and said you know he'd gone for Kalajic over Gonzalez and should I stick with that or should I go to Gonzalez and I said no I mean it's worth sticking with it I mean he's he, he's laughing at the bank right now based on his last two weeks with Kalajic over Gonzalez and, and a great differential pick there so congratulations. Congratulations to him, and I think yes, people may be jumping on the bandwagon this weekend, but it might not be a bad time to jump Definitely on the uh, Sasso bandwagon at all. Um, talking of bandwagons, let's talk about Bremen against Freiburg. Um, Freiburg are winless in their last five and have only won two of their previous ten meetings with Bremen in the Bundesliga. And and this is one flow where you know Bremen didn't play last week, and we're wondering is that going to be a positive or a negative for them? You know, is is the added rest a good thing or is the lack of rhythm a bad thing? Right but uh who's your player pick from this one
1: uh, i'm going with august titson for 9.3 million he's he's a solid pick uh romano schmid he he would be the the bargain pick in midfield kofod said a lot of positive things about Schmidt so if you're wondering if he's going to play kofod said that he like he's a uh, um, not the first guy on the team sheet. I think that would be uh, wrongly translated, but he said like he's a Stammspieler. I'm not sure what's uh, that expression. Yeah, the f- first team regular, would, like, you know. First team regular, yeah. And would surprise me that the week after him saying that he would leave out Romano Schmid, that would be strange in, in my opinion. So I expect him in the lineup. And uh, we we know that, that Rashica can deliver fireworks, For him, he had one more week to get fully healthy, so maybe for, I think, 12.8, something like that, million midfielder in the game, differential pick, Uh, no doubt about it, but definitely it could pay off. That would be the three guys, and I I prefer the Bremen assets in this one um, because Bremen has been sound uh, defensive-wise, and and Freiburg conceded 115 shots, and 2021 that's the second most uh, only behind Schalke and Schalke has north of 140 so that that shows you that there's a big big gap there but still Freiburg like the opponents of Freiburg they're getting shots off and uh, I expect that, that Bremen especially since like we've seen some positive things of them and since them winning the cup competition this year which is a done deal. If you ask me, <laughs> you heard it first here.
0: <laughs> bold, uh, bold predictions already. Frank yeah. beating Bayern next weekend and Bremen are winning the day of Car, ladies and gents.
1: That's how it will go down. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, no, Bremen is on the up. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's a disadvantage that they didn't play last week because they, they weren't able to build on their performances. But uh, on the other hand, they got the likes of Fulcrut back and, and stuff. They will have Fulcrut probably when they're playing at Bielefeld, unless he doesn't injure himself it's, in the don't, months don't, leading up to that match. It. So don't I wouldn't it, put it pass him. Yeah, no, um, and that's why. I, like, I would shy away from Freiburg right now because they they like they had 0.27 expected goals against Dortmund and scored twice, and uh, then had a lot of to do with Marvin Hitz of course like the i think the second goal it was so it was totally ridiculous where he uh smashed into the post and and let the the ball through for some kind of reason so that can't happen every week with Freiburg and we've seen them overperforming their expected goals t- uh, pretty often and um yeah I, they had six shots on goal uh, against Dortmund and, and and that's the way they're playing right now so uh I, I don't think it's very enticing to go with them in a fantasy sense Yeah, it's,
0: it's also like, I mean, if, if, if you're not convinced already by Flo's arguments, I'd also throw their schedules, their respective schedules into the mix for this debate. Because if you look at Freiburg's next couple of games after Bremen, it's at home against Union Berlin, then away to Leverkusen, then at home against Leipzig. Bremen, meanwhile, they've got three standalone fixtures. They're not the most enticing fixtures, but they are all standalone. They're away to Hoffenheim after Freiburg, then at home to Frankfurt on a Friday night also something to bear in mind if you're looking to invest in Bremen assets and then they're way to Köln before that uh, you know postponed uh, Bielefeld match so they've got a good run of fixtures before that home game against Bayern on the 13th of March and this may not be a bad time to invest in, in Werder Bremen I think it's a valuable point to make let's move on Leverkusen against Mainz now Leverkusen have won each of their last six Bundesliga meetings with Mainz their best such run against any top flight side the last three have all been 1-0 victories funnily enough which may actually actually lend into this argument of dipping into the defenders that you mentioned earlier, Flo. And on that note, a question from at Mulcahy underscore Mike. He says, do you see fantasy value in recent Leverkusen defensive signings, Frimpong or Fosu Mensah? Leverkusen just don't concede too often, he says.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we could see some value and uh, we've seen positive signs from uh, Fosu Mensah. I've mentioned him before. Um, uh, there's like some lingering doubt if he actually is the starter. We have to monitor that. But I, for one, expect Bosch to go with it. Like, why change it up after they, they beat Stuttgart handily? Um, I, I don't expect that to happen. They, they're playing in the Europe, Europa League next week, but that's a Thursday game. Um, so I think the match after... The uh, next match day probably will be impacted more by the Europa League than this match on played on Saturday. So uh, I would feel pretty safe with Fosumenza and uh, I think I think he's he, he's a good pick. We've got Verts in midfield, and uh, I think up front, Leon Bailey he, he 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 showed what what he can do, and like the stats are pretty good um, of Bailey the whole season. So. Uh, I definitely think you can go with him.
0: Yeah, having flashbacks to a couple of seasons ago with Leon Bailey right now when he first broke onto the scene in a fantasy sense and in a literal sense uh, in the Bundesliga as well. But it's great to see him back in form. I think he's a, a very good player pick. And yeah, this may not be a bad time to jump on the Leverkusen bandwagon, even with the Europa League coming because their next two games, you know, Augsburg away, Freiburg at home after this weekend, of course. And those are both standalone fixtures as well. Yeah. Um, in light of, of course, them playing in the Europa League. I think this is when we see them have standalone fixtures more often. So in that sense, uh, they they certainly lend flexibility if you've got some in your side. Speaking of flexibility, let's move on to the Saturday evening game. Union against Schalke. Now, Union has scored with every seventh shot on average this season, a return bettered only by league leaders Bayern München. Uh, Schalke, meanwhile, they are the least clinical side with a goal every 15 attempts. A fun fact for you to throw out there. Now, we've also got Schalke of the fact that they've got uh, they've gone twenty away games without a win in the Bundesliga flow uh, another losing streak or winless streak that they just can't get rid of. But in terms of investments, if if players or people did dip into the Union market, maybe like I suggested last last week, and I do apologise for anyone that picked Schlotterbeck. I really, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't well, see the red card coming.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> poor if, of if you, bad you. Yeah, I know, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't, what was my crystal ball doing? But if if they maybe went with Friedrich or. Knöcher or Trimmel. How would you feel about those assets going into this game against Schalke after that 1-0 loss to Mainz?
1: Yeah, I would feel good enough. But it has to be said that Union is not looking as sharp lately as we've seen them before the small winter break. I think their form is slacking. And like, I wouldn't put it past Schalke to to actually end their winless streak at Berlin. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. To say that, so I'm, I'm I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Union will win that because they are struggling to really play good attacking football right now, and I, I don't think it's as enticing as it seems. And the only exception for me would be probably Christopher Trimmel, just because of Schalke's weakness after set pieces and. Uh, We're not sure if if Knoche, Hübner or Friedrich will be the one who slotted away or maybe even a guy like Avonii, but we will be pretty sure that the guy who's getting the cross in is Christopher Trimmel. So uh, that's why I I back him over the other defenders.
0: Yeah, I think it was it four goal scoring chances he created last weekend in that win, uh, in that defeat to Mainz. So he still picked up a couple of points. Um, so he certainly wasn't the worst investment. And yes, you'd be hoping it pays off here. I just on the flip side, because we're talking about a right back, schalke William, did he catch your eye at all? Or is that, you know, is it kind of like the Kalasinat situation where there were some promising signs? But in terms of a fantasy value player, you can't really go there.
1: Well, I'm I'm not sure if we get confirmation that Timo Becker can play. Because obviously uh, Christian Gross uh, thinks that, that Becker and William is one of the best right sides in Europe right now. Uh, that's basically what he what he said. Then William is playing as a right winger. <laughs> right,
0: like an out-of-position player. We, yeah, lo- why, we love an out-of-position player. Why not?
1: Player. I mean, you're definitely your differential was going with Schalke. But I would love it so much more if they weren't playing Dortmund next week and it would be an easier easier game for Schalke, then I definitely would think about a guy like William or a guy like Harid to get a differential guy. And I, like I said, I've, I've just got this inkling that this might be the end of Schalke's winless away game series. So, yeah.
0: That that neck continues to lean further out the window ladies and gentlemen tonight. I wonder whether he's drinking gin and tonic
1: again tonight. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh, and then that's go. actually, that's actually sad. It's so sad, James. I, I like, it's, uh, it's 6.30 in the evening and I'm able to speak straight <laughs> with you. And I can't remember when that was the last time that happened on the start of Carnival. So it's, uh,
0: oh, it's so true. Yes, that's,
1: that's hitting so close to home um, because of the pandemic, not being able to celebrate Carnival. Is, like, I... I, I I was miserable the whole day, James. I have to say that. I was working, but I was, was not feeling great because of that. As, this and, is
0: why I thought this would be a great distraction.
1: Yeah. Everyone is posting like the, 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 the favorite carnival songs and stuff like that, and said, usually you will be totally shit-faced somewhere <laughs> in, in Cologne City and enjoying yourself, and it's not happening sad
0: based based on some of the things I've seen in the, the cologne city centre uh, shit-faced is putting it lightly flow <laughs> it's putting it very very lightly um but yeah no it's uh that is it I've, I've seen a couple of people out on the street in costumes but it's a, it's a smattering because no one's really going for it but people are trying to keep it alive and it's just like oh is this is a horrible middle ground um where we're at right now but at, at, in yeah, fairness, it's so
1: sad you, you give really? me a,
0: a lovely segue um because we need to talk about curl next uh, they're the next game about Frankfurt against Köln is that first Sunday uh, afternoon game. Now, Frankfurt are the Bundesliga's most informed team, taking 19 of a possible 21 points since the turn of the year. But the Billy Goats, they are actually in superb form themselves. So, you know, they're giving people reason to celebrate. And the, the fireworks and the celebrations after the derby win were quite something to see as the team bus came home, it has to be said. But they've won three of their last four games, including that game against Gladbach. So... Is this maybe, uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier, Flo, with the Bayern game? Actually, you know what? We've answered that question. So I'll ask you instead about Dennis's impact on Cologne. Talk to me about the new striker with the Billy
1: Coates. Uh I, I think he's helping them, but I'm, like he's he, he's not enticing right now as a fantasy option, but because Cologne, what they're trying to do is first try not to concede a goal, and then maybe something is happening going forward, and Glapa was... Like Marco Rose, I'm not sure what he's trying to do. Trying to get himself uh, away from Gladbach, maybe, because that's the derby. That's the most important game um, for all the Gladbach fans, and, and and he's taking everyone out of the starting lineup. He's taking Hofmann out. He's taking Player out. He even gets rid of Alvedi, who was in a great form, um, and the list goes on. And, and that was like the the totally the the wrong signal to send and I'm not sure that Colombo would have been able to pull off the upset if Rosa just had like feel at his strong strongest 11 which he didn't for some reason
0: yeah yeah you're not wrong um, it was one of those especially hope-
1: since they're having like the week off yeah they're having a week off now and it seemed like he wasn't aware of the um the way This game has in the Rhineland.
0: Well, I I think it's also one of those things, right? I I got the impression if, if fans were in the stadium, he would never have dared do it but he he felt he could probably get away with it and and Köln capitalized, and and credit to them and they've kept this good form going it's not enough to make me think okay fantasy assets are on board with Köln that I I fancy diving into that market at all but they do have this standalone fixture against Frankfurt and the reason I stopped the Frankfurt question earlier was that the question was is it one last stop on the Frankfurt points train in light of that game against Bayern but Flo I think quite adequately already pointed out that he wouldn't shy away from having Frankfurt players in his squad for that game so it's not the last stop on the Frankfurt
1: train. Well, it's it's last chance saloon for Kimmich. For oh, me. really? I, I can't have Kimmich if they're playing at Frankfurt. Okay, well. Now, we'll see. The, the thing with Kimmich is he, he played as the number six at Berlin. That's not what we want to see from him. Like they, 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 they basically play a 4 1 1 system at Munich right now. They got a clear cut holding midfielder, <laughs> which wasn't Kimmich before, but after, um, who went out for, for Bayern? And Goretzka. Uh, who played a Guretz, uh, Tolisso, Goretzka, uh, and Rocker didn't play. And so Kimmich played in that yeah, role. And what they had Sane, Muller, Gnabry, and
0: on and Lewandowski. So it was quite an attacking lineup, yeah. and they only won 1-0. Yeah. And,
1: and Kimmich wasn't like, 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 he was very, very rarely uh, seen in, 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 in the Berlin side of the pitch. So if that trend continues, he's definitely on the chopping block for me. Like if he's not playing as uh, the number six, I'm not interested in, in him anymore.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, let, let's talk about him in a second because we're coming on to that Bielefeld game against Bayern. Let's do Wolfsburg-Gladbach first. We've actually talked about Gladbach a little bit with uh, your Rosa rant from a few moments ago, Um but Gladbach are actually winners in their last 15 away trips to Wolfsburg in the league. Their most recent triumph in the Wolves territory was a 3-1 victory on November 22nd, 2003, and on top of that, you know, Wolfsburg, four games in a row now that they've won, whilst keeping a clean sheet, formidable form being shown, Um and I guess maybe a question did Val vehicles 19 point hole do enough to change your mind on, on him a little bit. I think I, I remember saying on last week's show, you know, he's, he's getting, he's getting the goals, but he's not having these big points hauls. And now also he pops up with one to show, okay, he can still do it. And I'm just wondering whether he's a, a, the type of striker that could be a differential. If you brought him in last week, brilliant and well played and I'd hold on to him. But if you hadn't brought him in flow, would you be looking in his direction or do Silver Kalajic or even Zorlot top the bill?
1: Yeah, or Haaland, so I I wouldn't go with Vechos. I mean, he he played a lot, so that's that's something you should keep in mind with all stats we're presenting for the whole year. So in 2021, he played 616 minutes and had uh, 22 shots on goal. You can compare that to Gonzalez. He played 460 minutes, so quick mass. Uh, it's 156 minutes less than Vechos, but had five shots more on goal, and there are a lot of strikers that, ha- like on average, are having more shots on goal. Vechos, is, like, he he's sitting. He he already did score five, so that's definitely helping him. But I, I like other strikers more. Um, you you could say the same thing about Haaland, actually. So Haaland and Vecos, they're both sitting at 22 shots. On goal so far uh, since the winter break, but with Haaland, you got the feeling he's underperforming. What he actually like, what his true potential is right now. I don't have that feeling with Vechost. I think that's what he is. What we we're seeing right now that that, that that's basically his ceiling, and and Haaland is playing at his floor right now, and they're sitting eye to eye. Yeah, that's fair. So that, uh, that that's yeah. why I definitely would prefer Haaland over Vechwas.
0: I think that's a, a fantastic explanation, it has to be said. Is this a game in general that you'd kind of steer clear of if you didn't have involvement in it already? Because, I mean, both sides have some assets that you'd go, okay, Hoffmann, Stindl, Leiner, you know, Ben Zabaini. On the other side, you've got Baku, who's playing really well and getting good points holes despite being a midfielder. Umbab, who's back at right-back, you know. There are players that stand out on both sides, but it doesn't seem like the best game for fantasy owners this weekend.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't mind the Wolfsburg side, especially if you have a cheap player like Gerhard. I mean, so unfortunately that like one week I had Gerhard, I was pumping, like, (laughs) I was trying to, (laughs) you convinced me uh, to bring him in to, to uh, get the hype train on Gerhard going. And that was like, he started in six out of seven games in 2021. And that was the sole game he didn't start. But he's performing well, sitting at a price tag around seven million. I think he's a guy you can definitely look at, and you, you don't have to get out of your squad because of Gladbach. who are not in the best shape right now, and they haven't looked as sharp as we've seen them in, in in at times during during the Hinrunde. I think it's fair to say. And a guy like Ottavio, Rousillon is back, but uh, Glasner praised. Otavio, the way he did play, um, while Rousillon was out with Corona, I don't expect Glasner to change anything uh, in his team going into that match. So I think Otavio, Gerhardt, and, and if you have Vegas I mean, you got flexibility of a standalone fixture. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I'm just a, personally not a Vegas Guy.
0: Well, like, it feels like it's not a it's not a bad move. We just feel that there are better ones out there this weekend. But we could be proven wrong, as we were last weekend, because he came in with nineteen points, you know. And so it's one of those things that you play the game with. Valtuevos right now.
1: Yeah, but it's it's always like that. That's in his range. I, I just Absolutely. think that a player like Harlem will achieve that uh, more often than Bechos will.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Especially yeah, when he does finally kind of really find his stride again in front of Gotland. when that happens, it's going to be a scary prospect. And it's the case of get on the bandwagon as quickly as you can. For now, I'm not sure that bandwagon's really rolling. But uh, let's close out the show with our final fixture, Bayern against Bielefeld. And this really again, it comes down to flow. H- how do we feel about the rotation risk of Bayern? Is this a case of would would you even go as far as recommending selling Bayern assets this weekend?
1: Yeah, Thomas Müller. I would sell Thomas Müller <laughs> okay, yeah, if he's true. in your squad. Um, apart from that, like we, like we, we're totally guessing here, and unless we don't have a flick presser before saying anything that we can build our opinion on, I personally side on the side of not selling Bayern assets because, like. You're guessing, like, Bayern has to play with 11 players. They will want to win this game. They have a week off after this match. Uh, they have something to play for in, in, in this match. And we've seen from Flick that, he like, he's not a guy who rotates too much, Um, I guess. So, yeah, but, of course, if you hit the right combination... um. I mean, a guy we could talk about is Muziala who is sitting at I think 1.8 or 1.7 million is his price tag. And Flick right now said after the Müller injury that Muziala will get his playing time. He's a guy I expect in the starting lineup, probably against um, Bielefeld. So if you're looking for a cheap buy midfielder, he could actually be a sneaky, sneaky one. Um, but the risk is attached, of course. Uh, could definitely happen that Rocker plays in midfield and Muziala isn't playing and we just don't know but um, I'm, I'm willing to ride it out pro- probably with my Bayern assets because I'd rather sell other guys who have bad matchups and are not in form than guys who could be potentially the highest scoring players on their position just because my hunch is that that player won't play
0: Well, let me also play out a scenario that we have seen in the past. Someone like Lewandowski, someone like Kimmich gets rested. Bayern don't play well. They need Lewandowski or Kimmich in the second half. So they bring them on and then they still score more points than some of the players that played 90 minutes. It can happen.
1: That will be horrible, James. Because it's a Monday game. You 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 would have so to make true. the decision before kickoff to bring on a player who's sitting oh, on the bench just for the risk or might not feature. Well, if so, I've got a player uh, that in
0: my squad only has two points, I would I would consider yeah, it. Of right?
1: Yeah, of course. Then you go for it. But if you have a, like last week, I, I would have like I had to switch out a player with seven oh, points. Right. So. I'm not, I'm probably no. not doing that for a guy who's sitting on the bench at the start no, of the game. I,
0: I do agree with you there. So, yeah, that is a, a particular minefield that I think is just a case of uh, navigate it as you see fit. I think we've given you some good advice here. Um, but it is a tricky one uh, with Bayern on that Monday night against Bielefeld. The good news is, if, I mean, if the worst case scenario happens and there's too many coronavirus cases or they don't fly back from Qatar and the game gets postponed, Lewandowski and Kimmich have some very good average points. So, uh, it could be worse there in that respect as well. Let's close out the show then with our player pick, starting with Vegas choice. Flo, who are you going for?
1: I'm going with a pairing either Zerlott or Paulsen. Um, (laughs) So whoever starts on Friday evening as the Leipzig striker, I think has a shot of a pretty, pretty good game uh, at low ownership. But Definitely risky. Uh, always a risk of getting subbed off early. That's that uh, that can happen. That's why it's a Vegas choice. And we talked about Muziala. I think it's, it's fair to mention him in 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 this categ- category as well as a possible Vegas choice. Uh, was a great price tag, I think Muziala could be uh, a good pick. But like he he's definitely not one you feel safe going into the next match day. Especially since they have that brutal matchup at Frankfurt. So... uh the one that's going
0: to push them to the limit. Absolutely. Think
1: twice about that.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Good, good, good Vegas choices. Uh, I had Pausen down on, on my potential list as well if he is in a starting lineup. But I'll go with another striker. And I, admittedly saying it now, I'm not sure how much of a Vegas choice he really is. But Sasa Klajic, it would be my pick at 5.7 million. It's a it's, it's cheeky one where I'm saying, oh, I don't know if there is as much risk as I would normally associate with a Vegas choice. Uh, just in case, I'll throw out. Robert Andrich as well. He definitely carries a lot of risk, but Kalajic would be the way I'd go here for 5.7 million. I I think he's right now I'm debating. It's really between the Leipzig striker and Kalajic as to who comes in for Gonzalez for me personally. Um, superception flow. Who are you looking to break the bank with?
1: I'm going with Ryerson here. If I like, if I want a really cheap, I need a defender under 2 million. He would be the guy I would look at. Because I think his potential is big. It's just you're gambling on him starting. I think the chances are, I, w- I would say 60%, he's going to start. So I lean on him starting over Gieselmann. And Lance is out. So for everyone who forgot, we, we mentioned that like an hour ago. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> It wasn't that long
1: ago, but you're right. Almost, yeah.
0: No, I think um, I think Ryzen, yeah. he could be yeah a, a big differential. But you are right. There's a there's a Vegas choice element in terms of the risk that comes along with him. And, I, again, with Super Schnepfen, it was a bit of a, a struggle. A Sosa, Eric Dorm, you know they they kind of top the list. I've mentioned Tuta now as well. Um, Chris Richards, I would stay away from against Dortmund, admittedly. But then I, the name that really came to me was was Daily um, under under seven million. I think he's six point four million, um, and that may not be a bad way to get into that Leverkusen back line. And you know, just on the on account of he is a couple of billion cheaper than and fosu Mensa, um and Fringpong. So yeah, one to, to to watch out for this weekend against Mainz, David for me. But how about your banker
1: flow? I'm going with Jaden Sancho. Um, i I personally I'm I'm leaning on the side dot on getting back on track. But it's it's tough to make an argument based on facts. It's more feel argument for me because. Dortmund really has been poor of lately. Um, but I think this might be the week where they are able to sit down together and, 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 and get things straight. And if they do, I think Sancho uh, will have a great game against Hoffenheim. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced of Hoffenheim as a team, as a club, and basically as, as everything.
0: Well, that's it. They're, they're, they're too unpredictable. They can produce magic moments where they can win games and and beat Bayern, but they're also very capable of losing four, five nil against this Dortmund side, who are even themselves out of a bit of form. You know, I, I, it's one of those games that could go either way. I completely agree.
1: Well, I believe if Dortmund, like if they're having a good game, they they're trying to to uh, get on the throat of, of Hoffenheim. They won't stop. So maybe we we're seeing that that give the Simpson give was he's already dead. So that, that would be my, yeah, if I could choose how that game will go, that that's how I envision it with the likes of Sancho, Haaland, Guerrero, and Murray, still in my squad.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, very fair points. My banker, I realize now that I I actually lied just a couple of minutes ago. I said that my choice up front when I was replacing Gonzalez is between two strikers. It's Kalajic and the Leipzig striker. It's not. It's between Leon Bailey as well for Leverkusen because he's my banker pick. 14.4 million. And again, like Flo said, if I could predict or pick how a game was going to go, I would, I would take Leverkusen winning by a couple of goals against Mainz with maybe a couple of goal involvements from Leon Bailey in there as well. So he's a very worthy candidate at 14.4 million. And I mentioned earlier that this may not be a bad time to get on the Leverkusen bandwagon with games against Augsburg and Freiburg to come as well so that's why uh, I went for Leon Bailey in the end but right ladies and gents that brings us to an end of this week's talking foosball fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on Twitter give us a like on Facebook and if you have not yet joined the talking foosball fantasy league for now from me your host James good flow, and the rest of the talking foosball crew Alfida Wiederhören
1: Alfida Wiederhören